0: in both general and specific ways feel it is rather important that we find ways to live a more meditative, a more contemplative way of life if there is any hope or possibility for that to take place then it might require uh, from ourselves to Take a look at various areas of our life, various features of our life, and to ask ourselves, what changes can I make here? What steps can I take? And that reflection and that inquiry into into ourselves will possibly generate within ourselves a lot of questioning, a lot of concern about how to make our life more mindful in a more meditative way we might have to ask ourselves as well what kind of sacrifices am I willing to make? what kind of steps am I willing to take? how would that show itself? what would be some of the the practical aspects of uh, making such changes in our life? and I think uh, looking into uh, that whole area that may require looking at our work, looking at our daily priorities, looking at our relationship to goods and items, and particularly also our intentions and our attitudes. And sometimes, as one of the two of you have uh, commented to me here, sometimes we, we feel our life has become kind of imprisoned, as it were, into a a mental world, into a conceptual world and our relationship to existence runs as it were just through our minds what our thoughts say, what our ideas are what our views and opinions are and when that becomes a pattern for us the consequence and the outcome of that it can lead to a great neglect of the fullness of life not only of our life but of life around us as well Sometimes we ask ourselves, as we've touched on here what's the place of the heart? And we might say I genuinely wish to to live in a more loving and caring way to myself and towards others We may have those thoughts and ideas but we shouldn't underestimate the rather radical if not revolutionary nature of what that might mean that if we really do question, we really do uh, ask ask ourselves it's not just for some saying I'm just going to go on as I was before but I'll be a little bit more mindful it's not just a matter of saying I'm just going to go on as I was before but um, I'll have a few more nice feelings to go along with it sometimes it's much more significant and impactful than that and the outcome of of that may be that it generates a lot of deep questioning and therefore a lot of significant changes uh, in our life. It may be important to reflect on that, to give consideration, what's that? What risk? What am I willing to do without, to help have access, to help something up, open something up? sometimes it's just in the world in the immediate world uh, around us and you know, looking at what we have and what we own how much is our life being driven along by that and sometimes to say to oneself, enough one has enough and to really help make that clear in heart and mind with regard to self it may be looking at (coughs) what we would like whatever and so some, I don't own uh, a car, but some people uh, own a a car and with all the hype that goes round on one little material thing in this world which always was, is and always will be however way we look at it a piece of tin stuck on four wheels yet the image that goes along with it is something else and how easily the mindset can be oh, I have this but I would like this and we're caught in that and because the whole uh, maelstrom of uh, millions of people are caught caught in it we then identify with it and we forget to ask ourselves why not have an old car? why not have no car? sometimes those of you in the hall may have some um, um, money in in stocks stocks and shares there and then the market goes up and the market goes down and when it goes up one's high and when it goes down one feels suicidal and this movement of numbers swinging up and and swinging, swinging down and the whole inner life becomes dependent on that it's so unimportant Yet it's invested the numbers and it's what is invested with great significance and it was rather heartening the other day to read a report <coughs> of those who have money and have placed it in ethical investments and you know there's lots of these ethical investment funds and of all the groups of people in society who have invested there money in the market those who have invested in the ethical shares have been most reluctant to change and the common view which is established by them is that not only does the money uh, matter of course it matters but the philosophy that goes with it so the philosophy that goes with it is investing for for the long term because there's an ethical consideration that, uh, that accompanies it and somehow, as I say, the manner of our life, the way way of our life, needs to reconsider, needs to reevaluate. And it's not much point thinking that the Dharma is just sitting on our uh, backside and uh, warming up a chicken, warming up a, a cushion like a chicken does to get the eggs out. No, no, it, it needs to expand further in our life, and in its expanding further, to really say, how can I lead? a more meditative way of life what's worth contemplating on? what is worth giving time to? some people come here on a retreat and in being a, on a retreat realise like a huge albatross on one's back one's got this huge mortgage which is crippling and people are crippled by them so working, morning, mo- morning, noon and night for what? for a room, for a few rooms, whatever but because of the wish to live in a nice area a wish to have a bigger place, etc. huge mortgage, but it's still just the roof and walls and wherever you and I, it's the roof and walls and sometimes we're so caught in the conditioning and the imprisonment uh, of, it, of it all it isn't easy to say enough it isn't easy to say perhaps the healthy thing would do would be to sell it perhaps the healthy thing would do to live in a smaller place perhaps the healthier thing to do would generate more free time for our life and see if we can really cut the cloth to suit our awareness to suit our mindfulness to suit living a more meditative way of life all of this is part of the outer expressions an important one. Which may can serve as a contribution to opening our life up and just find, with the happiness of life, much more contentment with what is. I don't think it matters if there's no great pressure about it whether one lives in some huge, stately home or whether one lives in a little uh, flea pit of a bed sitter somewhere what really matters really is the kind of inner relationship that we have to all of that and a relationship to all of that which is comfortable with what is and no matter what the standard of living that you and I have no matter what it is let's never forget that the vast vast majority have a much much lower poorer one so all of this wanting, desiring and the pressure that it puts uh, uh, upon us in, in countless number of ways needs some questioning. But it not only puts pressure on our own lives but puts pressure globally in, in uh, every direction. So our willingness to, to look at things is to say what is it I need to say yes to? What is it that I need to say no to? What is it that I need to say let me be at peace with what is let me be really content with what is and if that applies to our material world that we live in, it also applies of course to our uh, aspects of our feelings and our emotional life as, as well and how the mind in the inner life as well in, and how much of the time here can be absorbed when this if only is arising in us if only I was in a relationship if only I wasn't in a relationship <laughs> and some people are having both in the same sitting mm-hmm. so, if only I'd heard about the Dharma and the practice uh, when I was younger if only I hadn't heard about it when I was so young. <laughs> it goes both ways. So how easy in, in the inner life thoughts and feelings uh, arise about anything whatever, whatever it, 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 it might be and somehow the identification with it somehow the holding on which goes with it, it is a kind of distraction to us. Sometimes, in the, in the mind w- w- uh, working, which obscures the natural happiness in life, it shows itself, and I think this is one of the, uh, the tragedies of, of the mindset that arises, that some things in life are clearly petty, clearly trivial, clearly unimportant. And if we don't have some spaciousness inside of us, if there's not some expansiveness inside of us, the trivial becomes incredibly significant. The trivial becomes a grievous crime. The trivial becomes, I can't put up with this, that, him, her, whatever it might be, a moment longer. And so sometimes we are picking out things, small little things. Somebody else's behavior, somebody else's behavior, somebody else has said or hasn't said or done or, or, or hasn't done. And the reactivity that accompanies it the fault, the blame, the pinpointing, the, ac- the accusations uh, that go on have magnified a situation. Magnified it more things. Anybody who's stood on British railway stations will know exactly what I mean. <laughs> one waits, one wait. Is it such a crime? Is it so necessary when people are moaning and complaining and all the cynical views in this country made a culture of it? I was standing on the station at New Delhi (laughs) Indian railways have been clearly inspired by British railways (laughs) The train was due in at 4.20 in the afternoon Due to leave, that is. Platform, those of you who have stood on the New Delhi railway station platform will know exactly what, I, what it's uh, uh, like. And then came the announcement. First in Hindi, and then the usual "Your train will be arriving at 20 minutes after midnight. Hallelujah! Can't wait. And what those of know is sitting on the platform there, one can't leave the backpack anywhere for five minutes because there are four people around and they need it more than one does. So one just sits and waits and waits. And the evening goes by and Occasional someone kindly gets one an occasional little cup of uh, hot chai or whatever, and one waits. And either one waits and says, "Let's be at ease with what is. Let's be just content with what is, because that's how it is." Or one burns up inside and gets agitated. The agitation will not bring the Rajdani one minute earlier. <laughs> it won't make the driver all the bad vibes that are, are, are running down the railway line for eight hours get it any earlier. What are we doing to ourselves? And it's that kind of trivia of life where it builds up and if that wasn't going on, if all the projections, the expectations and, and, and the blame that goes on was dropped, was let go perhaps we'd just be at ease with what is it's okay. it's not a life shattering event I remember once in India being told that the train from Delhi to Madras, a long journey when it got there it was due in at something like 9pm in the evening and people waiting on the platform were so impressed because the, the train from Delhi arrived right on the button of 9pm in the evening so the the train having made this long journey, I can't remember how long it is 36 hours, 48 hours, it's a long journey down there and that the families waiting for their families and friends to arrive put a garland around the neck of the driver (laughs) the train was due to arrive at 9pm and it arrived at 9pm but when the train doors opened none of their family was there train driver I said I'm very sorry this train is 24 hours late <laughs> <laughs> only in India only in India because so sometimes there's our life going by we want things to be a different way we can't do anything about it Nothing which our mindset can do will make a scrap of difference to it at all. And if we see through that, we see through the foolishness of it, the projection of it, the demands and the expectations of it, and we just see it as a, a, a momentary bubble in our existence, let us say, whatever is arising which can't be changed. And we just see the as a momentary bubble, we relax into the here and now, We relax into the moment uh, there and then we can be at home with it, be at peace with it and there are numerous opportunities in our life bathing which provides us with the challenge and the chance to experience, as the Buddha said, samatha to experience some uh, calmness and out of that calmness some contentment comes some deep inner, inner, inner peace the question is for us in the circumstances of life are we interested to do that? are we committed to that? is that important to us? or do we want to live angry, negative, reactive blaming, fault finding discriminating kind of life because if we don't then we in a way have to appeal to the best inside of us and that same uh, principle and exploration applies in in this kind of situation here for us as well In that, then we come to look in a more meditative way a more calm and clear uh, clear way with regard to our life and sometimes in the giving of attention inwardly and explore I mentioned um, uh, yesterday um, this word Samadhi S-A-M Uh, A-D-H-I and it often gets translated in the meditative circles as concentration but I think rather than looking at things from the standpoint of just trying to be uh, concentrated it's much more rather a sense of our present and some feeling inside of being that we're getting a little bit more established getting a little bit more grounded and centered with our being sometimes in that being grounded and centered in our being and allowing ourselves to open up as one or two of you have reported that sometimes the outcome of that as more energy gets released that energy which begins to flow a little bit more seems to be too much in contrast to just sitting to just walking formally to just standing formally to just doing the formal reclining uh, meditation and it is an exploration uh, for us and sometimes that exploration means we need to move the body more we need to uh, uh, feel the flow of the energy more we may do that through formal exercises but we can do that through dance we can do, explore that through just freedom of movement and all of that will help, as we were listening to Jane last night help the life force just to flow a little bit more easily and, and freely and sometimes we realise where there's some mindfulness there Uh, uh, some uh, depth of connection, that's the samadhi factor as you probably noticed last night just in the movement, how much is going on when we're really there and the energy is, as it were, moving itself there isn't the feeling sometimes in the movement, I am the doer and the tradition has explored this deep traditions have explored this very much we have the idea I am the doer I am doing this and sometimes as uh, the Buddha said just in the turning of the head he calls it the, the, the uh, uh, elephant turn you know, and just the turning of our head very 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 slowly it's like the energy in the head is turning itself and the movement it's just moment to moment just happening, and because of the power of the mindfulness at that time, it's revealing how much is going on in just the head, going from facing forward to facing in a different direction. And so easily in life, we get out of touch with these subtleties, we get out of touch with these bare sensations, and we're living so much up and upstairs in the attic here. So we actually move we do We idea, we think we move we think we do we have the idea I am doing and I am doing this and I am doing that and the stronger that idea is the less we are actually experiencing life is moving itself the idea, this pathetic little I can do anything the eye is like a line on the water and we keep attributing I do and I don't do and I should do more and I should do less and I've done enough and I haven't done enough and all of that is additional interpretation life is moving itself life is unfolding itself life is revealing itself life is happening not to sit in with what you and I want. That'll be the day. That'll be the day. It's just happening. And if we can go with it and see it's not I doing, it's just happening, it's just unfolding it, 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 itself. There's a sense, a greater sense of the unitive, harmonious sense of existence and some understanding that comes with Sometimes on retreat, some people say, tell me, that through passing through the day, passing through the day, sitting, walking, the silence, the stillness, the teachings, that quite often it's in the night you know, when one is asleep that um, dreams uh, come, and sometimes people report very, very strong dreams. I'm not a Jungian uh, 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 therapist or anything like that, but people say they go to bed at night and they have very, very strong uh, dreams. And sometimes, after that, some people quite naturally, spontaneously, some insight, some understanding comes. And and then there are are others of us who either rarely dream or never dream or who had such a, probably like me, such an appalling memory that completely forgotten what the dream was by the time I'd woken up. But last night I had a dream. I've had very, very few, so it's a rather rare event, two or three, and I, 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 I had a dream. And I want to tell you, <laughs> I'll leave the therapist among you to analyse what, what it is. I was at a football match, as a spectator, and Chelsea were playing now, I don't support Chelsea, I have to say, get this quick and Chelsea were losing and then, minute or two before the end one of the players kicked the ball so hard, Chelsea player he missed the goal, so Chelsea lost but I've never seen a ball keep so far. Wow! <laughs> Then the match was over and the Chelsea fans all started walking out, and myself. And I'd put my this is I don't know what this means. I'd put my bag in some locker cupboard, and I couldn't find it. God, I feel they were this one. (laughs) And I I was searching all these locker cupboards. Oh, which one is it? Couldn't, Couldn't find it anywhere, and it had gone. And then what? Everybody had gone home there's poor old Christopher still wandering around (laughs) and then I found it and and then the dream ended that was the the dream (laughs) but I have to say this this is true I walked downstairs this morning to post up to put in the post guy House program and a letter to the, the soldier that I mentioned to you going off to the Gulf who was asking for some information I walked in and Simon, who's on the staff here the first thing he said to me was Chelsea lost last night <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wow! I laughed! <laughs> he couldn't get over my shock <laughs> and this is, and then, this is true you know, I telephoned my mother today who emigrated to Australia when she was uh, 78 (laughs) I still haven't worked it out whether it's some relationship to me (laughs) and she said her friend had arrived in Australia to have a month travelling around Australia and had lost their baggage (laughs) True. I rang, rang the phone. She, friends, you know, old family friends, and my mother. for so years, they flown from Australia to spend some days with my mother and do it. And she's got to the airport, and someone probably had taken their baggage. They lost their baggage. I thought, not only do I have a dream, which is very rare, God, psychic. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume that this had a very direct relationship with my turning my head very slowly last night and must have released something which has been repressed (laughs) so we're going to have another session tomorrow night I'll be here I tell you (laughs) true so sometimes small things we make small small changes small changes it releases whatever and then uh, the releasing helps to open up I don't think life in its wonder and in its beauty and in its odd and peculiarity of it all gives us the opportunity to keep opening up to keep discovering and I don't think there is a point in any place in your life or my life when we'll be able to say I certainly hope not anyway I have arrived it would be a great pity if you and I came to a point in our life and say aha I've got it because it, whatever it is, is not it and though we might want to have a big it like, you know, the Buddha is supposed to have got it or whatever, it would be a great pity and so therefore, not surprisingly, the Buddha said in the great Mahayana text I achieved absolutely nothing from complete, unexcelled enlightenment spend a few lifetimes just meditating on that one line. I achieved nothing from complete unexcelled enlightenment so the idea of an it and i whoever the I is, I've got it would be to define something it would be to have a war around something and then one would have the problem not only of having it but trying to keep it not only having it but possibly making sure that other one, others know one has got it whatever so any kind of the uh, it seems to be limited let's take much more interest in the limitless let's take much more interest in that which is infinite rather than finite let's take much more interest in that which is unpredictable Rather than predictable, which is unformed rather than formed, so that we don't cage ourselves in in any way. In the meditations and in the uh, instructions uh, uh, during uh, during during today, the teachings point to what is referred to as jhanas it means absorption and buddha has placed great store on them meaning uh, a tremendous value a tremendous worth of great profit great benefit and true wealth in in life is revealed itself through happiness not through ownership tremendous thing to realize true wealth in life is revealed through happiness not through ownership And in the development and in the the mode of practice uh, with regard to that I'd just like to take a few minutes just to speak a little bit about those two levels of uh, depth there. With the first, and this may be for a few moments, maybe for several minutes, it uh, may be uh, much longer, that the sense and the feelings are real happiness, it's felt not only in the feeling life but in the sensations as well, in the vibration, in the whole sense of being really suffusing the whole sense of being I spoke about this in the talk yesterday afternoon Going along with it is some sense of depth Depth meaning in this case it doesn't feel shallow It doesn't feel that it's just a split moment and then it's gone So there's some sense of quality uh to it another factor which goes along with this in this first absorption or first uh, jhana is that there is still reflection going on there is still the opportunity for thought to express itself and the thoughts and reflections which express itself are not in any way harassed thoughts or worrying thoughts or negative thoughts or Thoughts about self-image, etc. So that there's some, there's some happiness there, joyfulness there. It's felt through the whole being, and with that, and going along with that, there is some reflection. And generally speaking, but not always, but generally speaking, the thoughts are happy thoughts. The thoughts are constructive thoughts. The thoughts are positive thoughts. The thoughts are reflecting. And stating something of that experience or the quality of the experience is helping to show and give us some insight perhaps into some other area of life completely unconnected with the experience so in d- other words sometimes when you and I are feeling content and uh, feeling some depth there is some jhana, some absorption there it might be in the absorption the attention goes to some other aspect of our life and previously the attention and the thought going to some other aspect of our life previously was suffused say with worry or with negativity or with fear or anxiety or blame or whatever the thought about that other aspect of one's life may arise but It's supported with a different kind of experience. The experience it's supported with is one of contentment and happiness and joy and it goes to that there and then one begins to think, wow, there's another way of looking at this. There's another completely different way of relating to this. And that's one of the great significances of the jhana, of uh, deeper absorption. And not only nourishes us in the moment but it helps to shed light and helps to bring a different kind of attention to lots of other areas of life A second helpful and important aspect of these uh, inner, inner, (coughs) inner absorption because in the first one there is this power to reflect this power of mind to give attention to because there is some depth that is accompanying it it also means that there is some samadhi that means some inner strength there some uh, sense of well-being and the important aspect of that is because some of the energies are more harmonised together one feels, so to speak, more together because that is there as well if through that some intention is made to make a change if some intention is made to uh, recognise the importance of accepting something that samadhi that goes with the jhana gives support to that so in that moment, that clarity old habits can be, which are difficult can be let go of new initiatives which are healthy and wise can be started uh, ways of the looking at life and all the extraordinary opportunities for that also can take place. So, this process and this practice of a gradual and sometimes sudden deepening of the meditation, in which one is uh, uh, ex- experiencing that sense of togetherness that I've just uh, referred to, either intentionally or, spon- or spontaneously, it may be some reflective thought arises just with the experience just an acknowledgement this is what I am experiencing right now all with regard to something else and it just helps to shed more light helps us to see more clearly and if we need to respond to something we've got the energy for it we've got the happiness for it we've got the vitality for it we've got the commitment to it and we've got the wise thought that goes along with it as well and all of that is part of the, the function of uh, deepening one of the aspects of the transition from what in the tradition is called first jhana to second jhana means from one level of absorption to the second is that there is a refinement which is taking place and in the refinement that's taking place in the second jhana, the conceptual world the world of reflection just begins to drop away there are no words going on in the mind there's no thought about anything whatsoever and one is just in a state of pure being and the refinement is that the strongest sensations of the body pleasant, warm, comfortable, uh, blissful ecstatic or whatever they may be they also become much more refined and there's just a real sense of just being and this sense of uh, just being it may be that in the experience of that and in the depth and the rather sublime subtle joy that goes with it we may not see in the moment we may not realise the significance of it and it's sometimes it's afterwards, sometimes later in the day, sometimes days or weeks later that we begin to realise the importance of connection, connection between the refined be- being, a quality of consciousness which is content and happy, which is meditative and contemplative and the relationship of that to everything else that we do everything else that we do. And it's not always easy to see that connection and that relationship between being and our being in the world which we call doing. Another important feature of samadhi is we often tend to think of it in rather the short-term basis. Oh, I'm doing my practice. And developing concentration doesn't really reflect and uh, intimate uh, the significance of it fully enough. What, what I mean mean by that is that samadhi is that which sustains some of us in any kind of area of commitment which we feel of great value. And uh, I can say for uh, myself and I'm. Uh, others as well can say this but our development of our practice of our samadhi and of absorptions and and, uh, jhanas just for one area of life which is important let's say service to others many of us in this room here are engaged in various forms of service to others to actually sustain that year in, year out month in, month out week in, week out that can only happen if there is a samadhi to give it support because if there isn't we can burn out if there isn't we can feel we're not doing it well enough if there isn't we're, we'll get thrown off track through ego praise and blame, approval and disapproval, uh, etc. So a feature, an important aspect of the inner work and inner development and all those practices that we are doing here is to cultivate and is to develop uh, a samadhi which is in the long term meaning that ability to stay steady to stay grounded to stay uh, inwardly centered not just for a meditation sitting not just for walking but the samadhi which is needed for those things in life which really matter and service to others, for some of us, really matters and many other aspects that you and I could say. I need the samadhi to keep this alive to keep this flowing without the stress and without the burnout So our practice here not only has a deeper inner significance for us but also an equally important uh, and outer one as well and it sometimes, as I say, it's not always so easy to see the link between the inner and the outer. But sometimes it's very, very obvious. And I know for myself, as some of you do too, that periods of time of development of samadhi from years ago still, the echoes of that, the reverberations of that, the continuity of that, still ten years ago, twenty years ago, in my case thirty years ago and more still having its benefits still being at the support so our practice is here and now, yes it is, of course it is our practice is also the importance of it for the long term and our practice is also is that fullness of opening up for life so that we sense in our day to day life it is more meditative it is more contemplative it is less hurried it is less agitated we do feel calmness when in the way things uh, unfold and we do enjoy and appreciate the experience of that in many many ways because we see the wisdom of it we see the intelligence behind it and if we bring wisdom and kindness, wisdom, and love—love uh, uh, love together. There's an extraordinary sense of fullness which comes. Men and women who live with wisdom and live with love genuinely feel fulfilled. Something extraordinarily fulfilling about it. May all beings live with love. May all beings live with wisdom. May all beings live a free and enjoyable life. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.